0: Welcome to Dear Wallflower, your podcast advice column for the woman who desires to deepen and beautify her inner world. Every week, we'll answer a letter from listeners just like you, who are looking for insight and wisdom on the most pressing questions in their story right now. Make sure to stay with us until the end to hear our weekly recommendations on books, movies, music, lifestyle, beauty, and more. We're so glad you're here. Grab a cup of tea and come on in. Welcome, dear listeners, to this episode of Dear Wallflower, a podcast for the woman who desires to deepen her inner world. I'm your host, Kelia Clarkson. I'm an actress, writer, filmmaker,
1: and the editor-in-chief of Wallflower Journal. And with me today is my lovely co-host, Jessica Schroeder. I'm a writer and PhD candidate, a food blogger, tea drinker, and adjunct theology professor. Thank you to each and every person who's tuning
0: in today. We're so glad to have you with us. We will be getting to this week's letter in just a few moments, but first, let's get into our pre-letter segment of the show called Roses and Thorns, where we recount our highs and lows of the week, starting with our thorn, something that left us feeling dry or depleted or frustrated this week, and finishing off with our rose, something that fostered our inner world, brought us joy,
1: or built us up that week. So Jessica, what was this week's thorn and this week's rose? I would say my thorn is um, just kind of a bit of a roller coaster of uh, a little bit of depression, some maybe listlessness, uh, and maybe even feeling numb at times where I'm, I'm, in, I'm in this season of impending transition as I finish up my, my doctoral work and prepare to defend my dissertation in, mm-hmm. in September. And uh, it's the first time in my life I've never known what's next. And Hmm. to come to the end of a terminal degree, no less, um, it's just a strange feeling. There are some days where I feel very hopeful and excited about like just potentially a lot of different opportunities and not even knowing we know what the future could hold. And then other days where I just feel like, what am I even cut out for, you know, I've done all this work in this Mm -hmm. particular area and I have hardly any job experience. that's actually related, you know, it's, it's a very strange, it's a very strange place to find myself. So that's been, um, I think my thorn this week, but my rose is like equally, you know, extreme other side of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. I (laughs) submitted my dissertation to my school. So I had to have this submitted basically well in advance of my defense. So, um not done yet but it is a huge milestone it will not be changed between now and my defense so <laughs> i'm not touching it which is awesome and uh we had uh two little celebrations so we celebrated that evening with my um, our small group. I brought a bottle of bubbly for myself <laughs> to uh, share with friends. And uh, for my fellow wine nerds out there, it was a Cremant de Loire. It was a 100% Cab Franc sparkling rosé. So very fun. Whoa. Um, Really exciting. <laughs> and then today, because we had a bit of a busy week after that, uh, Daniel and I went out and celebrated with a lovely brunch at a restaurant that we've been waiting for for like two years, we knew it was going to open as we've been following this particular chef in the Denver area. And, uh, one time we showed up at this restaurant of hers that was no longer hers. And we were so like Hmm. downcast to see that she wasn't there (laughs) anymore. Like what (laughs) happened to her? And then we found out she was planning to open a breakfast restaurant. And so we've been waiting with bated breath and Mm. uh, finally got to try it today. Um, it was lovely. So that was a lot of fun.
0: That is such a lovely rose. I feel like it's so much fun to have that restaurant that I don't know if you guys were like necessarily doing this with this restaurant, but it's so much fun to have a restaurant that you're like, okay, when this thing happens, I'm going to that restaurant. Exactly. Yes.
1: We have something like that lined up for after I actually finish. I'll I'll probably (laughs) have to report on that. That'll be a later, a rose to come.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And congratulations on submitting your dissertation. I so appreciate that. It is such an accomplishment. Well, my thorn this week was some news that came from SAG, which is the actors union that I am part of. And, um, you know, they, they said that that they are prepared to strike for at least six more months. We've been on strike for a few weeks already. Wow. And so that was pretty depleting. Um, you know, the thorn isn't the fact that SAG uh, chose to strike, but it's that it it It's that it's going to drag on, it seems, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty frustrating because, you know, this happens months after we um mere months after we move back to Los Angeles. and so um yeah it 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 feels a little bit like, wow, we have great timing, don't we? <laughs> um mm-hmm. but you know, eventually this will clear up, hopefully sooner than later, but we'll see. But as for my rose this week, we tried out a new church um, just down the street from us. And it was so, so nice and welcoming. Mm. I mean, everybody introduced themselves. Like every single person came up to us and was like, hello, I'm, you know, so-and-so. It was a really small congregation, but they had great teaching, such sweet people. And like a lot of times, you know, you'll hear a church be like, we're like a family here And a lot of times, like, I have felt like that doesn't, that feeling doesn't correlate with Mm. what I'm experiencing, which is, Mm -hmm. like, I want to feel that, you know. And interestingly, like, I felt that between the people there. And they even had this, like, time, I forgot when it was in the service, um, when they were doing all of their, like, announcements, that they... Mm. Celebrated. They, they were like, "Does anyone have birthdays or anniversaries this week?" Like, stand up. We want to pray <laughs> for you. it's like, "That is so sweet." I don't know if that's a, a normal thing that other. I I haven't experienced that at other churches, so it just struck me as this like really really sweet community. um And it feels like we found our church, and we've been searching for a little while and kind of coming up like, well, oh, I don't know, but um yeah, I just felt it. It felt really nice to just be immediately welcomed in and. Um, and find such good teaching along with it and just, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that was a nice, a really nice rose. That's wonderful. wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So just a couple of things before we move on to our letter for this week. If you have been enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. It helps to boost the podcast and get it in front of other people who might enjoy it and get something from it. And someone who might identify with the letter that we read that week. And make sure to share with a friend. And lastly, we would love to encourage you to send in your own letter to Dear Wallflower at wallflowerjournal.com. We would love the opportunity to speak into the issues that you are facing today. All right, so let's move on to our letter for today, which covers the subject of how to spot red flags in a guy that you're dating and which flags are actually red. Dear Wallflower, I recently started dating this guy. He's really sweet and I like him a lot. I've noticed though that he doesn't do the typical quote good guy things. He doesn't open the door for me, always takes me up on splitting the bill and doesn't walk on the outside of the street, things like that. He's by no means rude, but I was raised by parents that taught me to care about being treated well not to mention I had a lot of the Daughter of the King lessons instilled in me growing up. i read online a lot. uh, No, I've read online about a lot of red flags that mean a guy is no good. Some of them make sense, but others seem a little harsh. I want to be with a guy that treats me well, but I also don't want to be too much of a princess. Where is the line here? What are the real red flags? That mean a guy is no good what are the things that aren't as big of a deal from looking for romance without red flags jessica what are your thoughts
1: right off the bat well i feel like this is just a great question and i think it's always fun to see parts of myself in in someone who's writing us a question so yeah i feel like for our writer I, too, was definitely instilled with these kinds of um daughter of the king or like chivalrous kind of like waiting for your knight in shining armor. like I completely understand those desires, so I resonate um my my former self for sure resonates, and I still enjoy those things for sure. Um, I think it's important as she as we think through um, you know, determining. What's a red flag, even what's a yellow flag? What what are true green flags too? What are kind of things say this is this is good, mm-hmm. keep going? Yeah. Um, I think it's important to consider our context today. So as women have fought for hard won equalities in society at large, um, and as these kinds of chivalrous manners have not been passed on quite as much to young boys and young men in recent years we may not be able to expect as many men to exhibit those kinds of classic markers of what we might have thought of as a good guy or that knight in shining armor. I mean, Mm. these are still wonderful things to hope for, and I think there are still great guys out there that do them. But I also think it's possible that there are great guys that don't necessarily exhibit those exact Mm-hmm. um actions that we might have in mind mm-hmm. um as wonderful as it is for a man to open your door or to insist <laughs> on paying for the meal and walking on the street side um of the sidewalk i wonder i can ask you know what other qualities does this guy show that maybe green lights for her mm-hmm. um so yeah i want to first like think about green lights before talking about the red light question. Um, Another way to think about this is what other ways does he perhaps treat you well, Mm -hmm. even if those classically chivalrous markers are not present? For instance, does he listen well? Um, Like, you know, look, make eye contact while you're talking and not, you know, easily get distracted. Mm -hmm. Does he have a good work ethic does he value things that are meaningful and lasting over that, which is shallow or fleeting? Mm-hmm. How does he treat his mom and his sisters? If he has them, mm-hmm. um, does he handle his money responsibly and order his life thoughtfully? Does he show others respect and dignity? Um, I think, and especially for for you, our writer, does he share your deepest held values? Mm-hmm. These, these are core aspects of, um, character traits that are evidenced through these different things and obviously you know having a great character can certainly evidence itself in something like caring to open a woman's door but at the same time I think as a society at large not only has some of those things not been passed on as well from parent to child but even like peer to peer or just people in the world um are being discouraged from doing that. I, I remember yeah. my husband saying, like he would be just on campus back when we were in college, and he's like, "Yeah, women are like, I can get my own door. Thank you. Yeah, you know, exactly. as as if <laughs> as if we they meant it as a you know an insult or something." I thought right. I, I was offended by that as a woman. I thought, how can women be so you know strange and mean to men and and make them be lot like not chivalrous? So. And not saying that this is necessarily the reason that he's not opening your door for you, but it could be. And just you know, yeah. again, taking into a context or into account the context in which we find ourselves helps us to understand maybe what to expect.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think I mean, assuming and maybe he hasn't been on dates before, and maybe that's you know what's mm-hmm. at play here. But if he has there's a good chance that, you know, maybe he did open a door for someone and she reacted negatively to it and said, you know, I, I, (laughs) it's, it is kind of silly. It it isn't, you know, I don't know. I I don't totally understand um, getting upset about something like that because I don't think it has to do with him not thinking that you can open a door. Um, But yeah, maybe a girl that he did that for got upset and felt, you know, like it was, um, a way of him condescending or something to her, Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you, you do have to take into account the cultural context for these things.
1: Yeah. And even the idea of splitting a check, um, not only does that in my mind, it sounds like, oh, you know, as, as men and women have been treated more equally, thankfully in like, say the workplace and in society Mm -hmm. at large, not that there aren't still, you know, things that are unequal, but, um, as that has become more normalized and maybe even, I don't, I don't know what the age of our, of uh, our writer and, and this guy she's dating, but if they're both just kind of earning enough to make it by, I mean, I, as someone who was dat- would, would were, was dating, I don't think I would want to expect the guy to always be paying for my meal. If I felt like, yeah, is this eating into his budget too much? You know? So I think it's, it's fair to recognize that there's more going on. You know, you have to get to the heart of the matter, you know, like what, what's his character, not just what are those outward signs, but obviously outward signs are fruit of character. So we Mm -hmm. need to be realistic about that, but um, yeah, I think it's helpful to think about what are the other, other fruits of uh, the fact that he's treating you well, what does it mean for him to treat you well, Mm -hmm. even if you don't see those things? Um, as far as red flags are concerned, I'm curious what our writer has read out there. You know, <laughs> um, what what were those overly harsh comments? Um, you know, is she reading that it's a red flag if a guy takes you up on spilling the check? So I feel like if so, then I say I think that's too harsh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the in the um, research that I did for this you know, podcast leading up to it, I, I was looking at different red flag um, listicles that you find online. Mm. A lot of them did have, if he lets you split the check with him. Interesting. So, yeah. So that that is an interesting trend that I noticed.
1: Yeah. I feel like for our writer, you know, if this if this is the kind of thing or, you know, whatever the list that she gives or any other things that she didn't mention, if some of those things are important to her and they are not, evidence in his character then those might count as initial maybe yellow flags in the sense that it can cue her in to take a deeper look she could look Mm -hmm. for other kinds of patterns uh, patterns of speech and action even attention to help her to see okay is it just that I was expecting to see this one thing I don't see that but the rest looks fine or am I noticing that he doesn't really attend to this either or, or that mm-hmm. so it and maybe it's like a dash dashboard warning light to kind of see look look a little deeper yeah but as far as what I would think of as true red flags to to really pay attention to um I'll name a few here that I had uh, came up in my, for me um so lack of discipline mm-hmm. in his life would be something um, if he's shallow <laughs> or, or self-absorbed if he talks over you or frequently interrupts, mm-hmm. um, consider if it seems like he wants you to do the things that he enjoys, but rarely returns the favor, mm. you know, d- d- does he do things that you suggest and that you want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, how does he use words? If if he uses words in a hurtful way, even if subtly, you know, such as sarcasm, if that is a large way of how he speaks, that might be a red flag. Mm -hmm. Um, some of these last ones are a bit more obvious, but I'll say them anyway, um, abusive tendencies in his speech or actions toward you or others, or even hypothetical, like groups of others speaking down about certain people groups. Yeah. Um, if he treats physical touch and boundaries too lightly, Mm -hmm. definitely a red flag, um, obviously substance abuse or erratic or illegal behaviors, um, so these obviously are very, <laughs> yeah. very different from, oh, he didn't open my door. He's. A, I, I don't, I don't want to in any way undermine or, or demean, um, our writers, um, question here. Cause I think it's, it, those can be signs that, that there's something else, yeah. um, below the surface, but I just, I think I want to draw the distinction between see how, how clearly red these flags are versus, uh, oh, this is, it's a yellow flag yeah. to kind of look, look closer at. So, um, She asks where the line is between wanting to be treated well and not being kind of a pampered princess. (laughs) And I think this comes down to, in part, being realistic about what really makes a good guy. You know, what, what are evidences that he's treating you well? And then it also comes down to vetting our own expectations. So for instance, is there something inherently wrong in a guy splitting the check for dinner with you, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in the year 2023. Um, (laughs) So I'd I'd probably not, but again, I think it comes down to what her expectations are and um, vetting whether or not those are realistic given the circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And just like what, what we're placing emphasis on and taking into account the context, et cetera. So I would, just really want to emphasize, you know, what is this guy's heart posture? Um, again, back to him treating you well in other ways, you know, how does he interact with you? Mm -hmm. And back to the idea that, that these actions are going to be fruit of, of his heart, things that are deeper. Um, Yeah. So just kind of wrapping up then, I think while the lessons that we grew up with can certainly be terrific places to plant our feet and stand firm, there are certainly times when we need to appropriately question the finer details. Mm -hmm. I mean, like what that looks like lived out. What are the overarching values that we hold dear and with which we want to be consistent Um, and maybe being flexible in how those are expressed? I think that is something for our writer to keep in mind as she continues to get to know this guy and see if he is marriageable or material. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, this is a really
0: interesting question because we we really do hear a lot about red flags in dating. This is such a, I mean, there are 10,000 lists out there on the internet about, you know, if a guy does this on the first date, don't give him a second date um, I'm going to go ahead and say that what our writer, um, the examples that she, that she offered, I'm going to say that they are not necessarily red flags. And I know that there are some out there that, um, you know, say a man should always, always pay for the meal. I don't think it's an immediate red flag. If, if you split a bill, um, you know, I think there are a lot of variables, as Jessica said, you know, I too would be concerned about, is this really eating into his budget a lot? You know, I want to keep, um, going out, but I don't want him to feel like he has to always spend a lot of money on me, you know, things like that. So, um, I I don't think he's not doing these kind of like classically chivalrous acts, um, mean that he's, um, mean that he's, he's no good. I think it could just indicate maybe there are a few different things that uh, it could indicate a lack of training. Hmm. You know, I think maybe just some guys are not, um, raised that way with the, with the understanding of, Hey, you open the door or you do this, or, um, it's also possible that he's had, you know, other girls that he's dated, maybe take advantage of, of him wanting to pay the bill Hmm. and, you know, rack up a a bill and let him pay without, you know, any intention of ever seeing him again. I've heard, you know, stories about that happening to guy friends. And so, you know, you, you have to like, take a look at, Hmm. at maybe why he's not doing these things. It might not be, you know, an insidious thing. So I wouldn't write him off um, je- or I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't write him off just yet, mm-hmm. but you know, at the same time, I think it's very good to have high standards. I think more women should, um, yeah. probably think about having higher standards. Um, but it seems from the description, like he is a generally good guy. Um, <clears throat> also something that just came to mind as I, you know, thought about red flags, <laughs> um, I think a lot of us have our fair of red flags, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe some of our flags are, I mean, Jessica called them yellow. I call them pink. So it's like, <laughs> so some flags are like pink. Others are crimson, like red, you know? And I think it's good to consider whether... A red flag is like this deep character flaw that someone can't overcome, or it's just an indication of an area that has potential for growth. Mm. Good point. Um, And I think it's this kind of like black and white thinking, (laughs) lots of colors going on right here, Um, but it's this like kind of black and white thinking that doesn't leave any room for, I don't know, just humans, you know, Mm. human imperfection. Um, So I think it makes us write people off really quickly. Right. When we're expecting like this total perfection right off the bat, like to just be absolutely wowed and impressed on a first date where it's like, if we look at our own behavior, there's probably something that he could be like, hmm, is that a red flag? Hmm. And I just don't think that this is even what being in a relationship or a marriage, if that is your purpose in dating is to get married, is going to look like. We're not going to be with someone who's always perfect. hmm and who is just like a total green flag all the time. Amazing. Um, so I think like an example of a pink or a yellow flag would be maybe if he doesn't like ask you quite enough questions on the date. So, you know, it's possible that he's kind of nervous and his way of dealing with that is by talking a lot. And he ends mm-hmm. up talking most of the time. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe it's not that he's like self-absorbed. Um, or him, you know, maybe he's in a um transitional period of his career right now. And, you know, so it's like, okay, is is he a hard worker though? Do you see a kind of work ethic? Um, because everyone goes through career up and downs, right? So these flags can either be very red or light pink, just depending on what the truth of the matter is and the context. Um But our writer wants to know, okay, so what are the actual red flags? And like, these are the ones that she can spot on the first date that just immediately mean this guy's probably not a good guy. So I made a list of some of these red flags that I think should probably take a second date off the table. So I'm just going to go down this list and Jessica, feel free to weigh in. (laughs) So (laughs) this one's a classic, but if he's rude to workers, like waiters, cashiers, Hmm. it just, it means that, you know, he sees people as being below him. He sees the world as like a hierarchy. He thinks he's at the top and basic decency, like is not a given for him. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's someone you want to be around. Um, Another would be if he is um, kind of immediately like showering you with attention that doesn't feel quite genuine or earned yet. Um, meaning that right off the bat, he seems to be very just all in instead of letting things progress naturally. To me, this would indicate that he's probably probably led by emotions and he's not a very measured person. Um, so I would definitely think twice before, before um, pursuing that. Uh, something else that's important, does he respect your boundaries? For example, if you say, no, I don't want anything to drink or I don't want a second glass of wine, but he gets you something anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can obviously be you know, taken to an even more extreme level. Like he's trying to push you to do something physical that you're not comfortable with. I think that's an immediate just, I'm not seeing this guy again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another red flag would be if he is late without texting you why or any kind of updates. Um, I don't think like
1: not even, not even acknowledging that he was late once he sees you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Obviously being late is not always an issue. You know, we can't control traffic necessarily, but, um, but if he doesn't text you at all to let you know, running 10 minutes late um, or doesn't like Jessica said, acknowledge it. um, I think that shows a lack of regard for you and your time. You know, mm-hmm. so next, um, this might seem shallow, but I actually really don't think it is, if he didn't put any kind of effort into his appearance. And what I mean is like showing up in a in a shirt that looks like he's maybe worn it for three days in a row and um, you know, maybe he has stains or like dirty hair. I don't mean that he's like not wearing Armani. I, I don't know if men wear Armani. <laughs> It's just a designer. Th- I don't know, but I don't mean that, you know, he's not dressed to the absolute nines and, you know, but I think the way that we present ourselves says a lot about a couple things, like how we think about ourselves and how we approach life. So if he, if it seems that he didn't put effort into the way that he looks, um, I think this especially for up- a date, Yeah, <laughs> especially for a first date, you're trying to impress, aren't you? Yeah. This, I I think that would indicate that he is not someone that takes initiative and doesn't have like life, just basic life things down, you know? Mm. I think another one is, and I think Jessica said this one, if he interrupts you or if he's very overbearing, I think this would just be really unattractive quality and would say to me that he might just lack respect and listening skills and not have the ability to be introspective. And I think that makes for a personality that would have a pretty difficult time growing and admitting fault, which I think would be a difficult personality to be in a relationship with. And another red flag is if he seems to lack any vision for his life, if he's okay with that. Um, I think it's normal for millennials, for Gen Z, you know, people our age to kind of... Um, struggling in their career right now and to be figuring Mm -hmm. out their next steps. I mean, you know, we talk about that on this podcast a lot. Um, but if he doesn't seem to have like any kind of desire, any kind of, um,
1: yeah,
0: ambition, passion. So anyway, these are just a few red flags that came to mind. Some of them are, I
1: like how you're, um, sorry to interview. I I, I like how, how you are, um, saying, Oh, here's an, here's an example. Oh, well, sorry. Like, well, here's, here's like the example of the red flag. And then here's why that's the red flag. I like how you're mm-hmm. getting kind of to the why behind that should cause some concern because these are principles that our writer and any listeners can, can take and see, okay, what am I noticing? You know, mm-hmm. um, what is he doing and not doing and trying to get to more of the core behind why, like, okay, this is a fruit of some kind of belief or pattern habit something that Mm -hmm. helps her to know more about him at his core and to Mm -hmm. figure out those um those more essential things about him what kind of a guy is he really
0: yeah I think so like I think if you're sensing that something is a red flag it's really important to say okay why am I feeling like this is a red flag what does this indicate to me about who he is Or is this even a red flag when I think about it? And so those are just a few that came to mind. Some of them are more red than others. Um, But that being said, I would encourage our writer to focus less maybe on um, her date, not doing these classically chivalrous acts and more on the intention or the context behind why he does what he does or doesn't do what he does. And, also thinking about and i think jessica mentioned this what he does do that's positive what the green flags are um because she did say that she really likes him and so i would just think about the green flags and then assess whether or not it seems like he is open to growth and that type of thing i think that's a really important quality to have when we're looking um when we're looking to get into a, a more serious relationship with someone, is you know, are they someone that can admit faults? Do they want to um, be a better person? Does he share my values?
1: Mm.
0: Um, are our lives on the same kind of trajectory? Um, do I see us heading in the same direction? I think those are all really important things that she can um, that she can think about as she also thinks about these red flags. So I hope we offered her a few things to think about and helped anyone listening um, recognize what might be a pink flag or a yellow flag that is worth forgiving and what might be a red flag that merits no second date. All right. So it is time for the May We Suggest segment of the podcast where we suggest to you the things that we have been reading, wearing, watching, eating, or anything this week. That just made us really happy to be alive. So everything we suggest will be linked in the description of this episode for you to check out. So Jessica, what is your suggestion this week?
1: My suggestion—it's um, not so specific as to be linked—but um, rose, rose wine mm. is my suggestion. So I mentioned earlier that I celebrated with um, a bubbly version of a rose. But there are just there's a great variety of roses out there. I particularly like dry ones. And they're great for warm, um, the warm summer months. Um, if you're a red wine drinker or a white wine drinker, they're great. I think for 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 both people, it's kind, of, it's kind of that balance between the two. Um, mm. If you're new, new to rose, basically, it's it's kind of like white wine made with red grapes because the red the grapes are not left on the skins very long, so they get a little bit of pigmentation. That's what mm. it gives that beautiful blush color. But um, only at, usually about um, less than 24 hours, depending. And so great, serve it chilled um, in the fridge or in your wine cooler. Um, and uh, I would say look for something from France, from Provence yeah. is a great way to strike a good balance between quality and value. So
0: that's my recommendation. So fun. Well, this week I am suggesting a face cleansing oil. So as someone with acne prone skin, I was pretty dubious when I heard about cleansing oil. I'm like thinking mm-hmm. like, I don't need more oil or oils, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's actually so good for your skin and like any skin type there. I think there are different types of cleansing oils that are better suited for, Mm -hmm. you know, dry combo, combo skin, um, oily skin, whatever. But um, cleansing oil is so, so good for your skin because it takes off of off your makeup with zero scrubbing or irritation or anything. And it helps with, you know, kind of the the yucky things that we all get, like blackheads and things like that, and um, you know, just weird buildup. And it also keeps your skin very, very moisturized. So I would recommend trying one, but do the research first to make sure that it would work for your skin. But if you've been thinking that you need to add something to your skincare routine, I would try a face cleansing oil. All right, to wrap up this episode, Jessica, how can listeners find and connect with you?
1: Listeners could find me on my food and lifestyle blog, thisrealjourney.com, on Instagram at Jessica J. Schroeder, and my Substack at Jessica J com.
0: And if you want to get in contact with me, you can search my name on any of the socials and reach out. And of course, check out Wallflower Journal, where we have new articles coming out every week about relationships, beauty, recipes, personal stories, and so much more. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Dear Wallflower today. If you have a question you'd like answered, you can send your letter to Dear Wallflower at wallflowerjournal.com. Every letter we read will be kept totally anonymous. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.